My dream is that Crossroads will be the place where thousands of outsiders will be invited to experience a changed life. What would happen if all of us were all in? Good morning, Crossroads. It is Commitment Sunday. Who's excited about that now? This is a big deal. This is a big day in the life of our church. And if you're here for the first time, you just realized you joined us for the first time ever on Commitment Sunday. Congratulations. This is an amazing day to experience, and I'm really glad that you're here because today is the culmination of what has been a five-week journey of talking through the significance of generosity in our lives and everything that God wants to unlock in our lives, in us and through us, when we are willing to take that step out of our comfort zone and lead the way in generosity. And at the end of the day, this journey, what we realize is it's not about our money. It's not about the money. I don't care about your money. God doesn't care about your money. What he cares about is your heart. And I want you to lean into that today and just think about what it is that God has in store for you, the dream that he has for you. Dream about how far he wants to take you because I believe that God will take us as far as we let him. And as a church, the only limit to how far he wants to take us is going to be the level of our generosity. And so I'm incredibly excited about what we are able to do today and the response that we have the opportunity to take of making a commitment to take a new step of generosity. This is not something that we have to do. It's something that we get to do. And everyone is invited to be a part of this moment today. No one is obligated. We told the team of used car salesmen in the lobby, go ahead and go home. We're not going to pressure anybody today. Uh, the reality is we have an opportunity to invest in the kingdom, and we are excited about where that takes us today. And so as we dive in today, I, I just want to start in 2 Corinthians 9. And we're going to look at verses 6 through 13 because this is just a really important concept that Paul is bringing to the table here. He says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. I mean, this seems small and trivial. It seems obvious, but the ramifications to this when it comes to us leading the way in generosity, sowing generously for the kingdom, this matters. This makes a difference in our lives. It makes a difference to what God can do in us and through us. And so the challenge right out of the gate is so generously. Uh, when it comes to planting stuff, I got to be honest, you, if you need something planted that will successfully grow in your yard or wherever, call somebody else. Don't call me because I will probably kill whatever that plant is. That is not my gift. I am not good at that. Really, the only thing that I've planted over the last decade of my life that's had any success is grass. I just want you to know that it's grass. Um, and just to clarify, the legal kind of grass, just, just in case you're wondering. But in my yard, like any time there's been like patches of legal grass that weren't there, um, 
I would try to, you know, the, sow the seed. I go to the store, I buy the grass seed, spread it out, water it, follow all the directions. And inevitably, every time I would do this, it would grow. There would be like a couple patches that have a good amount of grass. And that's like super thin, still mostly dirt in most places. And I'd just be like, ah, why can't I grow grass? And then it, it literally took me like seven years of doing that from time to realize, you know what? I'm just going to douse this with, with grass. It's going to be so much grass seed, they won't know what to do. And honestly, that was when, I, like, it took me a long time to figure out that was my problem. I needed to put more seed in there. Now, I mean, I just dumped the whole bag on like a little, and it's exactly the opposite problem. I'll water it, and then two weeks later, it's like very obvious that is new grass because it's like three times thicker and fuller than the rest of my lawn, but it's there, and I like it. It's better. It's better. So I figured it out. You got to sow generously, and that's the point that Paul is making here. Sowing generously is how I leave a legacy, it's how I put myself in position for God to use me. I mean, we started off this series by recognizing that God can only take us as far as we let him. We've got to be willing to follow him. And oftentimes that requires us stepping out of our comfort zone because that's where the growth happens. Comfort zone, there's no comfort in the growth zone, there is no growth in the comfort zone. That was where we started this series. And there's that recognition that if I'm going to grow in my relationship with God, that's going to require me to step out of my comfort zone and get a little uncomfortable. And there's really nothing more uncomfortable than, you know, talking about and addressing that issue of money and how that relates to my relationship with God. That's really like the last stronghold in our lives that we hold on to that, that we're willing to surrender to God. And yet, that's the final frontier where God unlocks something in our lives when we're willing to live generously. I, I believe every time we take a new step of generosity, God shows up and proves himself faithful. I've, I hear those stories time and time and time again. God is faithful. But we've got to put ourselves in position for him to use us because he'll take us as far as we let him. Uh, we, we recognized at the beginning of this series that there is a tragic story in the scripture. And I haven't been able to shake this. I, I want to revisit this because I feel it's important. It's the story that we, we talked about four weeks ago, the story of the rich young man who came to Jesus. He came to the right person, and he asked him the right question. He, I mean, he was, he was doing everything right. He said, Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus responds with love. It says he loved this young man. He loved his heart. And he said to him, you got to keep the commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do these things and you will live. And so the young man responds. He's like, Jesus, I've done all of these things, which is a pretty incredible thing to realize. This guy, he was a good guy. He was doing everything right. And it says that Jesus looked at him with a heart full of love and, and desired to bring him into his inner circle. I mean, this is an incredible moment where Jesus says, listen to me. There's one thing you lack, one more step I have for you. And he said to the man, go sell everything you've got, give your possessions to the poor, and then follow me. Let's do this journey together. And the tragic moment in the story is that the young man, he, he turned away and he went away sad because it said he was wealthy. He had a lot of wealth, he had a lot of possessions, and he wasn't willing to give that up. I always wonder when I read that story, what would have happened if he would have gone all in? What would his life have, have what would he have experienced? What, what would he have witnessed? What would he have been able to see Jesus do? He was invited to a front row seat with Jesus 
all of the teaching on the kingdom, all of the miracles that Jesus performed, life with Jesus, he gave all that up because he wasn't willing to go all in. That's why we go back to this concept. God will take you as far as you let him, but you've got to be willing to step out of your comfort zone sometimes. You've got to be willing to follow him. And the burden that I have is I don't want to miss out on a single thing that God has for me. I, I just don't want to be that guy. And I don't want us as a church family, Crossroads, I don't want us to miss a single thing that God has for us. And I believe that this is our moment. I think we have an incredible opportunity right now to connect thousands of people to Jesus. If all of us go all in, we could invite thousands of outsiders each and every week to a changed life, which is the heartbeat of Jesus. We've just got to be willing to put ourselves out there. And I think, you know, we've, we've talked about this illustration a few times using these dominoes. Uh, remember, I, I grew up uh, in the 80s and 90s before the internet, so we did stuff like this. I would make domino trains in my house. Uh, the internet really did change everything. This was pretty fun back in the day, I'm not going to lie. This was like the height, you know, of entertainment, so enjoy. This is fun. Um, you set up these dominoes, and the whole point is you knock, out, knock down one domino, and, and it starts the chain reaction, and all of the dominoes fall, and... Yeah, like I said, it's, it's fun. It's better than playing outside in the dirt because that was the other option in the 80s and the 90s. No? I just turned 44 this week. I'm totally old. Um, thank you. Uh, so the reality that we realized was when we use this illustration of the dominoes, God will only take us as far as we let him. And if he asks us to follow him, if, if he asks us to play a role in his story, he has a plan for us a plan that ripples through eternity when we follow him. But if we're not willing to follow him, if we're not willing to put ourselves out there, if we're not willing to, to follow, to trust, to make him the highest priority, to surrender everything in our lives to him, to commit. If we don't put ourselves out there, when he moves, we miss our spot. We miss our chance to ripple through eternity. That, that can't be us, you guys. That's not going to be me. I want to put myself exactly where God wants me to be so when my time comes... I have a chance. Hey, what happened there? Hey. Hey. That's the 6-3. Never use the 6-3 of dominoes. It's a bad domino. Okay. You got to put yourself in position so that God can use you. Because we can't even imagine what God wants to accomplish in us and through us. When we put ourselves out there, our actions matter. When we lead the way in generosity, that matters. Those are moments that ripple through eternity. I love this video. I got a video here of this domino world record being set. And I mean, you talk about uh, nerds gathering together. This is it. Uh, here they are. They're, look at that guy. Look at, look at how excited that guy is about what's going to happen. They're about to knock over the first domino. There it goes. First domino gets knocked over, and then the whole reaction happens. This is the world's largest spiral of dominoes, 50,000 dominoes in a spiral. They get knocked over in like 30 seconds. So, I mean, it's an extraordinary accomplishment. The nerds of the world have united together in one room, and there's the world record. Most dominoes toppled in a spiral. Let's give it up. That was a live look-in at what happened there. <laughs> what, if what if your commitment that God's calling you to make, that step out of your comfort zone, 
What if that's the first domino that topples, that sets off that kind of chain reaction in eternity? Can we just stop and consider that? How far does God want to take us? What does it look like if all of us go all in? Crossroads, we, we are surrounded by people who are desperate for the hope that we have in Jesus. That's, that's here in Goshen. It's over in Mishawaka. It's down in St. Pete. That's anyone who joins us online. It, there are people that surround us that are desperate for the hope that we have in Jesus. And the only limit to how we can influence them and impact them and invite them to a changed life, I believe, is going to be our level of generosity. That's why today's such an important moment in the life of our church. It's moments like these that ripple through eternity. This could be a day that 20 years from now we look back as a church, as a people, and say this is the moment where it all started. All of us went all in. This is the moment that sparked revival. This is the moment where thousands of, of outsiders began being invited to a changed life. This is where it started. I want to be a part of that. I don't want to miss a single thing that God has for us. And so in 2 Corinthians 9, Paul is speaking to this. He's speaking about making commitments, about leading the way in generosity. That's what he's talking to the church in Corinth about. Because at this time when this was written, the church was just getting started. It was in its infancy. And the church in Jerusalem was being persecuted like crazy. They were in desperate need. And the church in Corinth had committed to helping them, to leading the way in generosity, to making a difference for eternity. I mean, this is the, the lifeblood of the church from the very beginning. And so Paul is encouraging them to give generously and to make this impact for the kingdom. And he says, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Our, our attitudes matter. He doesn't want us to give, you know, begrudgingly like, oh, fine, here it is, God. <laughs> That's not what he wants. He cares about your heart. Remember, he doesn't care about your money. He cares about your heart. He says, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. So here's what we have to remember. Two things. Number one, sowing generously, when I sow a lot of seed in the kingdom, that's how I leave a legacy. That's the first thing we have to remember. When I sow generously, that's how I leave a legacy, a legacy that has eternal significance, a legacy that ripples through eternity. That's how I leave a legacy that matters. But sowing generously, it's also how I honor God. And it's how God honestly shows up in my life, and I recognize it, that he's honoring me. I'm walking in his blessing. I'm walking in his favor because I'm being faithful. He's going to meet your needs. He's going to show up. He's going to provide. He's faithful. You always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. That's the promise that we see over and over again in Scripture. You cannot outgive God. And so when he calls us to these moments, these beautiful and sacred moments where we're called to step out of our comfort zones, to, to follow Jesus, to trust him, to make him our highest priority, to have a moment of surrender, even sacrifice, and say, God, I'm committing. I'm making a commitment to step out of my comfort zone, to lead the way in generosity and follow you. The, these are beautiful and sacred moments because these are moments where I honor God. These are moments where I make a choice that I want to go as far as God will take me. And I don't want to get in the way. I want to be a part of what he is doing. And so it continues on, and this is really important. He says, as the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. 
their good deeds will be remembered forever. That speaks to the legacy that you leave when you lead, when you lead the way with generosity. You leave an eternal legacy that, that changes things forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Note that that's the harvest that matters to Jesus, that harvest of generosity, that heart that is surrendered to him and say, God, whatever you're asking from me, it's yours. I mean, what a beautiful thing that that is to God because he cares about your heart. Yes, he says, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. You're making a difference in the lives of others. So he points out something really important. Two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. I want to just circle this. Let's not miss out on this because this is significant. Sowing generously not only leaves a legacy, it not only shows God that I am I'm honoring him, it also is how I grow. These are the moments where I step out of my comfort zone. These are the moments where God shows up on the scenes. That's why everyone is invited to join in on this Commitment Sunday and take a next step of generosity. No one's obligated, but everybody's invited because I'm excited to see what God's going to do in your life how he's going to transform you, how he's going to revive your spirit, what he's going to do in our church family, what he's going to do in our community. I don't want to miss out on a single thing that he has for us. These are opportunities for us to grow and to grow together. And what you realize is you can anticipate the growth of from and for. There's two ways that we grow here. It's fantastic. The growth of from. This is from what God wants to do in your heart. Anticipate that. When you take a next step in generosity, when you make a commitment like we have the opportunity to do today, you can anticipate the growth from what God wants to do in your heart. Because he's about to unlock the keys in your life to witnessing a next level of what he is doing and what he wants to do in you and through you. You get to be a part of something that is eternal. You get to invest in eternity. And the change that happens in your heart when you are able to recognize, I get to be a part of this. God is using me. God is working in me and through me. There's that realization that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has in store for those who love him. And these moments where we can make a commitment, we can step out of our comfort zone, we can lead the way with generosity, it changes our relationship with God. He shows up. And our relationship with him only grows. I want that. I want that for every one of us. So you anticipate the growth from what God wants to do in our hearts, but you actually also can anticipate the growth for, and this is for the advancement of the mission that generosity will provide. Think about all that God can accomplish for his kingdom when we lead the way in generosity. What does that look like when all of us go all in, when we realize that God has an unbelievable vision and mission for our church, for our community, that there are thousands of outsiders who are desperate for an invitation to a changed life. I gotta be honest with you, our vision here, it's big. I've been dreaming about this for the better part of a year. Our, Our church board has met about this on several occasions. We've dreamed big about what God has in store for this church. Our church staff has rallied around this. We're dreaming about what this looks like as we implement new plans moving forward. We want to do everything we can in our committee, in our community to offer thousands of invitations each and every week to a changed life. Our goal ultimately is that we'd be offering one million invitations to a changed life every single year. I mean, that's our goal. We're dreaming big goals. Yeah, let's go. Let's dream big dreams. And what would that look like? 
What does that look like if we are being so obsessed with inviting people to a changed life that we actually do offer a million invitations every single year? I believe with all my heart that thousands of people will respond to those invitations that will be able to celebrate a ton of changed lives. And that's why our goal, it sounds audacious, but our goal is to have a thousand baptisms in the next four years. That's what we're, we're circling at and saying, let's go. Let's see what God will do. What would happen if all of us went all in? I mean, right here in, in Goshen, we got this baptism pool in front of everybody. We've got the same thing in Mishawaka. We've got the same thing in St. Pete. It's because that's the symbol of the celebration of a changed life. You guys, that's the ultimate party that celebrates what God does in people's lives. When someone gets baptized, they're, they're not an outsider anymore. They've been transformed by Jesus. That's someone who says, I have chosen to follow Jesus. I have said yes to Jesus. And in front of everybody, you're saying, I'm going to live for him. That, that is a changed life. And those are the moments that are sacred. That's the why behind everything that we do. And I just want to remind you, man, that's our vision. That's our mission. That, that is what we are about. That is what we are going to do. We're going to connect as many people with Jesus as we possibly can. And i got to be honest with you. I mean, it was at the beginning of this year we did our, our Circle Maker series. We started out 2021 with the Circle Maker series, mostly because 2020 was such a terrible year. We decided we needed to pray. We needed to start off praying. Because let's just be honest, 2020 was terrible. The thing that God put on my heart that I could not stop praying for, every single time we gathered, every worship and prayer night we had, every time we had a time, chance to write a, on a post-it, what's, what's the request that God's placing on your heart? Every time we had one of those gatherings, I couldn't write any other word but Revival. That's the word I wrote, revival. I was just praying God that, would, that God would spark a revolution in our church, in our Crossroads family, that that revival would extend into our community, that thousands of people would experience a changed life because of what God did in our hearts. And honestly, I think it's moments like this where together as a church, when we come to these moments where we say we are committing to taking this next step in our faith, these are the moments that plant the seeds for revival. These are the moments that I believe that we look back at 20 years later and recognize this is the moment that changed everything. This is where God showed up. That's what happens when we follow him. That's what happens when we trust him. That's what happens when we make him the highest priority. That's when we live with lives of surrender and take that step of sacrifice and say, God, we're committing. That, that is the heart of revival. That's why we've been talking about this for the last five weeks. Everything I just described has nothing to do with your money. It has everything to do with your heart. And that's what God cares about more than anything else. He cares about your heart. I'm convinced that this next wave of revival in the church is going to come from the next generation. I, I would call it age 14 to 22 right now. I'll just go there. We're going to be unapologetically investing in the next generation of leaders. Our goal is to develop a residency program where we're bringing in high-level leaders from the next generation, mentoring them, encouraging them, plugging them into ministry. Let them lead. Let's let them fly and lead the way for the next generation. Come on now. That's the spirit of revival. That's who needs to take over. Let's invest in our leaders and our, and our kids 
and let them pass this legacy of faith onto the next generation. It's time. I think this is all made possible when we say, all of us, together, we're going in. We're going to follow Jesus. We're going to make that commitment to go all in. In, in 2 Corinthians, Paul wraps up this passage of Scripture by saying this, as a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God, for your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. Your generosity, it makes a difference. It ripples through eternity. And it shows Jesus that you're committed to following him. It's us being obedient and taking this next step out of our comfort zones. And when we do that together, I think eternity changes in a big way. I want to be a part of that. I can't wait to see what happens when all of us decide to go all in. And I got to ask you today, are, are you committed to sowing generously? Are you willing to step out of that comfort zone? Are you willing to follow Jesus? Because I guarantee you, if you take that step of faith, if you make that commitment, God's going to show up and he's going to unlock things in your heart that you never dreamed would be possible. I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of a movement that changes lives by the thousands. Lives are being changed already here at Crossroads. It's amazing to see what God is doing. And honestly, when we talk about inviting outsiders to a changed life, there's nothing better than celebrating that kind of life that's encountered Jesus and is forever changed. One of those stories happened here recently at Crossroads to Micah. And I just want you to lean in and engage with her story because it is the power of a changed life. It's that outsider that was invited to a changed life, encountered Jesus, and was forever changed. It is that, that life that is the goal of everything we're working for as a church to connect people with God. Enjoy this story. My name's Micah. I've been coming to Crossroads for two years, and my life was a complete disaster <laughs> before I met Jesus. So um, it started back in 2018. I found myself in county jail uh, because of a heroin addiction, and I didn't really have a relationship with God at all. You don't just wake up one day and decide to be a drug addict. Like, there were things from my childhood that drove me to that addiction. And, you know, I didn't know God, so I didn't have any peace or joy or anything in my life. So while I was in jail, um, I remember being in so much physical and emotional pain. And I was like, God, if you're real and if you can hear me, I need your help. So there were some pastors that came into the jail and they taught Celebrate Recovery once a week. And one of the lessons was called Crossroads. So it's so crazy to like look back on that moment because it's like God was paving this path for me since the very beginning. And so they came in and they taught this lesson called Crossroads and it was about how you're going down this path in life and you have the chance to make a turn or you can keep going and end up right back where you're at right now. And I was like, I don't wanna end up back where I'm at right now. And I felt, you know, God was calling me to make this change. So I moved to this program in Elkhart and I gave my life to Jesus. I accepted him as my Lord and Savior but I didn't know what to do after that. Near the end of the rehab program I was in, um, they want you to start finding a home church. Just coming in as a recovering addict, I was really nervous because I was like, okay, these church people, they might not understand where I'm coming from. So I walked in these doors and I remember sitting in that jail cell and I remember that lesson called Crossroads. God's like, Micah, this is where you're supposed to be. Within two weeks, 
they were like, you need to volunteer. And I was like, well, I have nothing better to do. I guess I'll volunteer. And then I don't even know, it was like the blink of an eye. I became a leader and was on the leadership team. And it was like, so quickly my whole life was just crossroads in this church family that I had. The pastors here really helped me to get into school and I started getting my bachelor's degree and they were just really feeding into my life and pouring into me and I never had someone care that much about me and my future and just investing in who I am as a person. So we did this Circle Maker series and I remember that we had a prayer and worship night and I just felt like God was saying I needed to go into ministry. A month later, Pastor Ashley called and she's like, hey, you know, we see you and you're, we see the changed life that you have and we think that you're helping to, you know, connect other people with Jesus. Would you like to join us on staff? And that to me was like, such a life-changing moment because not a lot of people can look at someone recovering from an addiction and think that they have value, but like they, they saw that Jesus made an impact on my life and they thought that I could have an impact on other people's lives. So now I'm on staff full-time. I was given some responsibility with Celebrate Recovery and I just love it so much. Like there's so many broken and hurting people in the Mishawaka and South Bend area and just to be able to speak into their lives and, and watch them grow. Like I've seen so many people find freedom and people like walking in that. And then another thing is I'm helping out with New Start Home, which has been amazing because I, I have experience in living in a group home that's Christ-centered. I'm able to bring that into uh, working at New Start. So I'm the house coordinator over there and it is crazy. <laughs> but I love them and just seeing women that are broken, that are in that same vulnerable place that I once was and like connecting them with Jesus and showing them how much Jesus loves us. I mean, that's the number one thing is just showing people that they're loved because that's what changed my life was someone just telling me that I'm loved. And that's one amazing thing about Crossroads is they're not just saying that you're loved because it looks good on a t-shirt. Like when they say you are loved, it's because they mean it. They love people because Jesus loves people. I tell you, that's the power of a changed life. That's incredible. And our goal here at Crossroads is that in the next few years, we could have a thousands, of, thousands of stories like Micah's. That's what we want. We want to invite thousands of outsiders, just like Micah, to a changed life and to celebrate the change that happens when people encounter Jesus. You guys, there's nothing better than that. How great is that? You talk about investing in something that has eternal value, that's it. And so when Jesus says in Luke 5.31, he asks the question, who needs a doctor, the healthy or the sick? When he says, I'm here inviting outsiders, not insiders, an invitation to a changed life, changed inside and out, that's speaking to what his heart beats for. That's important to Jesus. And if it's important to Jesus, it's going to be important to us. We're going to give this everything we've got. We're going to invite as many people as we can to a changed life because we are surrounded by thousands of people who are desperate for the hope that we have in Jesus. And so I just, I have to ask you the question, what would happen if all of us were all in? 
as we come to this mo- moment where we, where we make a commitment, the goal today is that it would just be 100% participation. It's not the dollar amount that you give. That's between you and God. That's you stepping out of your comfort zone and, and answering the call that God's placing on your heart in this moment. The goal is that 100% all of us are all in. And that together as a church family, we can move forward investing in eternity together and celebrating all the lives that are changed by Jesus because of our decision to go all in together. There is nothing more beautiful than that. And so let's just go there. I mean, right now in this moment, we have a chance to go all in. And right now, if you've gathered in this room, there's a commitment card on your chair. There's a commitment card where you're at here in Goshen and Mishawaka or St. Pete. There's an opportunity for us right now to make a difference that will last for eternity, to invest in something that has eternal value. And I don't want to shy away from this moment. It might be awkward to talk about money, but the reality is, you guys, God will take us as far as we let him. And right now, in this moment, we have an opportunity to make a difference that I believe will reverberate through eternity. And so I'm going to ask you, how far will you go? Because I believe it's our time to go all in. On your chairs, the commitment cards are, are very simple. Uh, there's a graphic that comes up on the screen right now where you can see there's a spot right there on your card where you can write in the amount that you want to contribute to this all-in season of generosity. And I just want to point out and clarify, just clarify some questions. That amount you write in that you're committing to for all-in, that's above and beyond your regular tithes and givings. It's a, it's, it's a step outside of your comfort zone. And so in this moment, as you prepare to to think about what that commitment is that God's wanting you to take, just remember, that's your commitment above and beyond your your regular tithes and offerings. And I just want you to make sure you clarify, is that going to be a weekly gift, a monthly gift? Is it a one-time gift? Be clear. And in this moment, may this be a sacred and beautiful moment where you step out of your comfort zone, you follow the voice of Jesus, you trust the voice of Jesus, you make what he's asking you to do the highest priority and that you come to this moment with a spirit of surrender and sacrifice because I believe that no eye has seen, that no ear has heard, that no mind has conceived what God has in store for us when we choose to follow him, when we choose in these moments to go all in. I cannot wait to see what God is going to do. And if you're joining us online, there's a lot of you joining online today, I just want to invite you, if you want to join us in this moment of making a commitment, go to crossroads.online slash commit, and you can fill out your commitment card as well. You guys, this is the moment where all of us can decide to go all in. And I want you to know, your church board, they're committed to leading the way in generosity. We're all in. Your church staff, they're committed to leading the way in generosity. We are all in. Dana and I, we're going all in. I'm not asking you to take a step that I'm not willing to take myself. And I cannot wait to see what God is about to do in this moment. So I just want to invite you in this moment. Let's take the next couple of minutes. Let's fill out our commitment cards. And let's just have a beautiful moment of response where together we turn in our commitment cards and dedicate this day, dedicate this moment to Jesus and look forward with great anticipation to how God is going to use this moment to invite thousands of insiders or thousands of outsiders to a changed life. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me and pray?
Jesus, I thank you today for who you are, for the incredible love that you have for us, and for this moment that you have brought us to. I believe, God, that this is a moment that we will look back on 10, 15, 20 years from now and realize that this is a moment where all of us made that decision to go all in. We made a decision to lead the way in generosity, to, to leave a legacy that matters for eternity. God, we made a decision to lead the way in generosity, to, to honor you. God, that we made a, a decision to lead in generosity and, and to take a step of, of growth toward you. I believe these are sacred moments, God, that change the course of history, that change the course of eternity. And I'm thankful, God, that we get to be a part of this. So bless this moment. Bless our hearts as, as we surrender to you and step out of our comfort zones and, and make this commitment to you. We love you and we praise you. We pray this in your name. Amen. for us to bring our commitments forward to this baptism pool. And I was praying about what this moment would look like, and I just felt like this was the place where we needed to respond. Because my vision, my dream for the next few years at Crossroads is that because all of us make a decision in this moment to go all in, God's going to honor that with us being able to celebrate thousands of people whose lives are changed by him. And baptism, you guys, is the ultimate celebration of that changed life. And the dream is, our goal is that we will celebrate a thousand baptisms that all go back to this moment where we were able to invest in eternity and help change people's lives. 
And so the goal would be that whatever commitment you've made to Jesus in this moment, that as we listen to this song, and as we take this moment to respond, that that when you put your commitment in this baptism pool, it it ties you to every single moment that's going to happen in the next few years where we celebrate lives that are changed by Jesus in these moments of baptism. So that every time someone is baptized, every time we celebrate, you realize, I was able to invest in this. I am part of what's happening. My contribution to the kingdom is making a difference and rippling through eternity right now. And I just want to invite you in this moment to get excited about what God is going to unlock in this community and our church family through this moment of generosity. And again, as we sing this song together, to bring our commitments together and present them to Jesus with cheerful hearts. God, you're good. We are so thankful for the many blessings that you've given us and so excited about the vision that you've called us to. We ask God that you would honor this moment where we take a step out of our comfort zone, where we commit right now to leading the way in generosity. God, we look forward with great anticipation to what you are going to do. Take us where you want us to go. We're yours. We thank you and we praise you. We pray this in your name. Amen. Water's warm here, but the fire's gone out. I played it safe for so long, the passion left. Turns out, safe is just another word for regret. So I step to the edge and I take a deep breath. We're all trying to live and we're all scared to death. And this is the part where my head tells my heart you should turn back around but there's no turning back now i'm going all in head first to the deep end i hear you calling and this time the fear won't win when i'm going all in i'm going I believe that one day I will see your kingdom come And I want to hear you say Welcome home, my child, well done So I step to the edge And I take a deep breath I'm going all in Yeah, first to the deep end And I'll hear you call it
are truly sacred moments. I'm a little overwhelmed right now, I'm not going to lie, because when all of us go all in, what is God going to do? Crossroads, get excited. Get excited. when, When there's nothing left for us to hold on to, When we're able to take moments and step forward and make commitments like this, this is where God shows up. And you guys, (laughs) I cannot wait to see what God is going to do. So keep your eyes open because I think God's going to start doing things you can't believe. And let's get excited about the lives that are going to be changed by Jesus right here in this community. I cannot wait to celebrate all that God is going to do. And we get to be a part of this. Don't hold back. Let's keep at it. Let's go all in. Let me pray with you and let's celebrate by singing this song together. God, you're so good. And we're just so thankful in this moment for who you are and for all that you've already done for us. But God, thank you for bringing us this moment where we can go all in and we can recognize that this is a deeply spiritual moment. This is a moment where you're drawing us closer to you. And it's a moment where we can look back on in years to come and say, this is where it all began. God, may this be the moment, may this be the catalyst that just makes a huge ripple go through eternity. We can't wait to see how you're going to show up, God. We're looking forward with great anticipation to what you're going to do. So we thank you and we praise you. We pray this in your holy name. And together we say, amen. Guys, let's celebrate. Let's leave celebrating what God has done here today. Give it everything you got. Let's worship together.